Hey everybody, welcome back to Knock It Off, our weekly podcast on all things real life in real time, adulting and motherhood. This is brought to you by myself, Bethany Bell, and my sister, Kara Wood. Together we are two unqualified and quirky moms sharing with you our personal stories and observations with the hope that you feel less alone in your plights. And our blog is named after our father's go-to phrase when we were pushing the bounds of his patience. Knock it off. I'm going to move right into this week's piece, which we are calling the unqualified stamp of approval. Knock it off and listen up. You have Bethany here. This week we are playing with the newsletter style of writing particularly because it sounds like a really fun way to catch up, but also I have zero story inspiration, and Kara, well, she's slightly preoccupied with a life transition. So you get what you get, and you don't get upset. The following is a summary of recent updates, purchases, events, travels, listens, reads, ponders I have done this fall. If you enjoy the update format, let us know in the comments. What I'm loving lately. Good customer service people named Amy. We had issues gaining entry into our Airbnb for a recent mountain trip, and thank goodness, although we booked a place with a third-party property management company, the woman I got a hold of was able to help us rather quickly, which is extremely important after traveling seven-plus hours in a car with three children and a canine. I'm also loving these boots from the Thursday Boot Company. The link is in the written piece. I bought them last year and had only worn them a handful of times in 2022. Now I feel we are at the confirmed status stage of our relationship and I'm digging the look, the relative comfort, and of course, the name of the selected shade, Black Coffee. They have a wide variety of color and texture finishes to them. They are on the pricier side, but I have a feeling these are boots that will last a long time. What I listen to. One of my favorite podcasts is the We Can Do Hard Things show with Glennon Doyle, Abby Wambach, and Amanda Doyle. Yes, the Doyles are sisters. No subject is off limits, and they bring a variety of people to share their work with the world. A recent Tuesday episode was probably my favorite to date. The woman talked to Priya Parker about how to host a truly magical gathering. I love this topic so fervently and feel many of us can improve in this area. Oftentimes, we gather without a specific purpose and or over-invite to be, quote, inclusive. Priya walks us through ways we can be more intentional and creative with our gatherings to allow for the truly soulful moments to be birthed. You've got to listen to to this one. The link is in the written piece. What I read, I flew through The Woman in Me by Britney Spears in two days. It was reportedly written by a ghostwriter. However, it seems very in tune with the way she would speak to you if telling you about her life over coffee. Poignant and alarming, Brittany speaks to the multiple times in her life that were hard and how celebrity culture capitalized on her pain. Reading Brittany's memoir was engrossing and scary. I felt so deeply for the little girl that was catapulted into the culture of the entertainment industry. I acknowledge these are her words, her story, And there are many elements and events that were omitted or perhaps embellished or may be seen by others as not true. But one cannot ignore the pain of loneliness she had, quote, at the top. 
the mental breakdown of being separated from her babies and feeling like nobody was on her side. The powerlessness while under a 13-year conservatorship controlled by her father, who had his own significant issues. The multiple visits to rehab, where she had repeated nightmares and paranoias. I really felt heartbroken for her and in awe that she made it through everything that came her way. She spoke to the power of prayer and people standing up for her when she couldn't for herself. The book left me praying for her safety, her health, her children, and her future. The mother in me sends her a very long, warm hug. Brittany, you are loved. What I bought. After reading her memoir, I replenished my long, worn-out supply of Britney Spears' signature scent, Curious. You know the one. The beautiful turquoise glimmer and the shape reminiscent of a queen staff. I wore this perfume in the early to mid-2000s and never should have let it go. Chuckle slash judge all you want, but when you get a whiff of me, you'll understand. I also bought Letters to My Palestinian Neighbor by Yassi Klein Halevi after hearing the book referenced on a podcast discussing this terribly sad conflict. I do not write about or voice opinions on topics that I do not understand fully or have not experienced myself. But like many others, this crisis is in my thoughts and the people affected in my prayers. I am just beginning the book, but I am hopeful it will help me gain a minuscule minuscule amount of insight into a very complex situation. What I baked. My family loves the Kodiak brand pancake mix. We get them at Costco, but I've seen the brand at Fresh Market and Ingles. We typically use the batter for pancakes, but there's also a recipe on the box for banana muffins. One usually has what they need on hand for making them, plus two overripe bananas. The kids and hubs gobbled them all up. Where I've visited, the mountains of North Carolina. In the past, we have stayed in the Woodfin area of Asheville, just north of the city, but our usual Airbnb host no longer hosts, or no longer hosts us, TBD. Anyway, we stayed closer to the Bent Creek area this go-around. We haven't ventured to Maggie Valley in our prior trip, so we spent a day there. Joey's Pancake House, established 1966, was beautifully decorated for Christmas and felt so cozy inside. Adam and I shared a blueberry and ricotta pancake, but sweetness isn't quite our vibe these days. We also shared the breakfast burrito, which was delicious. When I failed... A couple of months before the actual event, I bought tickets to our local Green Cove Springs Farm Fall Festival event. Nothing against the place itself. It's a really fun and well-put-on event, complete with a tractor train ride, farm animals, multiple pumpkin photo ops, and a jump pad. The problem lied in our overly packed Friday-slash-Saturday commitment timetable. It left us with one available slot, the last Friday of the season, when the weather could only be compared to absolute piss. Still, since I spent approximately $45 on the pre-sale tickets, I forced the family to participate through the drizzly cold. We were soaked to the bone by the time we left, and my older two kids kept asking me why I hated them. The youngest child surely would have chimed in with this sentiment had she understood what it meant to be facetious. The takeaway? It's an adorable farm visit for youngsters, but in our current stage of life where youth sports dictate many a Saturdays, I won't be pre-buying this sort of event again but Emma needed her moment on the cow train too. When I prevailed. While on vacation in the Arden slash Mills River, North Carolina area, I found myself craving a delicious Japanese restaurant we have had multiple times prior, Ito Ramen Bar and Tapas. I schemed and plotted to make this our stop on the way back from hiking and brewery stops in the Mills River area. 
The minute the first dish hit our table, the kids raved about the food. Sentences like, that's it, we are moving to Japan, and this food is insane, out of this world, with spaceship vibes, were uttered. The kids loved the ito buns and ramen plus pork bowl, while Adam and I feasted on avocado balls, a ramen burger, and the curry ramen bowl. If ever in the area, we highly like outer space high, recommend a visit. You can catch pictures of the food in the written post. Where I'm streaking. I recently surpassed 84 weeks strong on my piano practice. This does not mean I play every day. On the contrary, it means I have played at least once in the seven-day period. I have been aiming to play at least two to three days a week lately. Usually, I warm up at the classical one level with Vivaldi's Spring and other historical composers so as to manifest a classy vibe myself. My two older children continue with their piano streaks as well. Cal, the five-year-old, recently nailed his first rendition of I Just Can't Wait to Be King. I continued efforts at daily Spanish practice on Duolingo and recently approached the one-year milestone. This app allows you to miss up to two days in a row if you have enough streak freezes. While on our mountain vacation, shocker, I was out of rhythm and missed two days in a row with only one streak freeze in my bank. However, the app has a for- forgiving feature now that allows you a next-day opportunity to restore one streak if you do two to three times your normal practice amount. I completed this and am back on my daily cadence. What I'm pondering. I hate feeling this way and I don't like admitting it, but the past five years or so, the holiday season has really stressed me out and I found myself dreading the arrival. This is for a variety of reasons, I think. First, there is the feeling of wanting to host a beautiful and magical holiday for my children. Of course, we all want that, but like many things, social media has crept into our psyche over the years, and we've seen the little Johnson children harvest their own corn from their brand new three-acre farm for Thanksgiving, visit Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and take New Year's Eve tea with the king in London. Whether or not any of us want to admit it, many of our standards are informed by our smartphone scrolling. Besides the comparison charade, there is the scheduling demand, the number of events occurring at school and on the weekends. Our time fills up before we realize what is happening, and this seems magnified during the holiday season. Then comes the guilt. What is this season really about, I remind myself? Have we taught our children service to the less fortunate, or are we all fixated on the shiny things and showing them to other people? Shame creeps in as I inevitably reflect on how much time I spent shopping for people who have what they need, and not enough on how much effort is put into alleviating the pain that is felt during the holiday season. I never feel like I do the holidays well. So I think this year, I'm starting with lowering my expectations of stuff, opening up my eyes to the possibility of unique opportunities to contribute to the loving energy of the season, asking my spouse to help with more than the wrapping, allowing my children to feel morsels of want, realizing this sensation often breeds ambition hoping for a greater connection of belonging and joy. Here's to the holiday season, friends. Let's take care of one another. What I recommend. Speaking of taking care, please check out the universe here on Substack. It is a lovely and succinct daily reminder of tapping into positive energy and peace. All right, guys, that wraps up this week's piece. Hope you enjoyed the life updates and we'll be back with you next Sunday with a new uh, type of content of some sort. Please make sure you're subscribing at knockitoff.substack.com for free 
and we really appreciate you reading and listening as always. Take care.